0: Yeah, wait. No. 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 Way, no, no, no. We got to do one more try. No, no way one, dude. 2
1: 3. There.
0: Was that close enough?
1: Yeah, it was, that was like perfectly synced. Right. Yeah, it that was pretty, pretty
0: close. close. I can't take it anymore, guys. This is take 123 of the High Top cast. I'm Alex. If you've seen the YouTube channel, I run a channel called High Top Films where I talk about uh superhero movies and stuff that's meaningful to me and try to look at it from a real, you know, empathetic lens, I'd say, is what I do. Just fucking kidding. Um but yeah, uh, I make films with these fuckers, and they're going to be the 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 guiding forces of the podcast. <laughs> so uh, much to you know, one of them's dismay. So uh, they'll just like say, "What's up?" So go ahead, guys, say
1: what's up. I guess I'll go first. I'm Josh. I what's your name? Josh. Josh Bullock. Can, can you spell it out for me. J o s h u a t y l e r b u l l o c what u a Joshua.
2: Oh yeah, I
0: forgot. <laughs> Dude, for a second there. For a second there, I thought Jessica was gonna be like, wait a second. Your name's Joshua. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Do you want me to restart? No, no, this no, is great. Just right, keep right, going.
1: Uh what was I talking about? Oh yeah. I've been studying game design. Uh I'm working at a small indie company for about four and a half. No, three and a half years. Uh, and I've been working with these guys for Probably like four times as that. So, uh, cool. <laughs> My name
2: is John. I co direct with Alex sometimes. Uh, really into filmmaking, really into storytelling, uh, just really into this beautiful visual medium. And uh, I also suck at it, but there
1: you go.
0: Well, we all suck. I mean, everything that any of you like about any of the movies that like any of our names are on, it's pretty much everyone but me making it good. So, uh, John, you don't suck at all. Thank you. Yeah, I, that was
2: fishing for compliments, anyways. Yeah, I
0: know. Well, I met you. Here's here's a hook. Hop on.
2: Oh, okay. Well, I guess I'll go last. And
0: um, <laughs> hi, everyone.
3: I'm Francesco. I'm the the grip of the situation here. <laughs> no, no. I, I I'm I'm an actor. I think you've probably some of you may know me from something called The Plumber, a little thing we made a little bit a little while back ago. And uh, yeah. I'm just, I'm into acting, I'm into storytelling, all the same stuff they've said, and I've known these guys my whole life.
0: You may also know uh, Francesco as background actor from, for uh, many films.
3: Oh, yeah. Uh, the Politician, <laughs> the series, is uh, one of my biggest hits. <laughs> Dude, I was in Maui
0: Yeah, Josh also yeah. is an extra hot damn, yeah. Sorry, sorry, background actor. Yeah. No, it's just it's just a joke because like one time we were on this indie set and like the like the, the ad came up to us and was like, listen, he's like, you guys make sure you don't say the word extra. Like he was like, you can never say the word extra. It's background actor, which is weird because like when you guys were on set, would you did you care about being called a background actor? I actually
3: got I actually got called a background player, Ooh. which wow. uh yeah, I don't I don't know what that means, but. I, <laughs> I guess that's a step up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Top right. of the Z list. It's a background
0: yeah. game. A background gamer. Um. Oh, God. Dude, did you guys see that fucking commercial? That's like the computer, but it's like, it's on YouTube. It's all over YouTube, and it's like, the, you showed it to me a while ago, Josh, when it's like, gamers are a new breed of human. Like, it's oh, this, like, yeah, yeah. pro gamer commercial, and it's, like, really funny, but it, I was just like...
2: What is it a commercial for? Like, a gaming uh, Like, share? a desktop. Like I think a, it's just, like, a <clears throat>
0: PC that they're yeah. selling. And they're, like...
1: Well, for, for the higher breed that gamers are, we need to <laughs> provide them with higher-end equipment. Uh, and it's just a bunch of people saying, like, yeah, I'm a gamer, and I'm proud. I believe in gamer supremacy. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: did you guys see the KFC? <laughs> did you Dude, guys the see the KFC
1: PC? Yeah,
0: the KFC PC. I thought it was, like, a joke. Did you real? hear about this?
1: That's real. Isn't there, yeah. I thought there was a I KFC. I didn't hear
3: about comment. this. What are you talking yeah, about? Yeah,
0: the KFC. This? Yeah. So there, There's a KFC, like... It's it's a PC that keeps your chicken warm. <laughs> Wait,
3: what? <laughs> are you fucking
2: kidding me? <laughs> Wait a minute. How do I get this?
1: Dude, they're coming out with it, I think, later. I don't know if it's out yet. I
0: Are we sure Like it wasn't a joke? Uh, I'm pretty sure it
1: wasn't a joke.
2: I'm taking your word I mean, for
1: it. I think it was a joke. I choose to I believe the it's real.
2: Hang on, I can look this up in two seconds. If it's seconds. not real, then... Uh, you just made me very sad.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. If you hear a squeak? It's because our setup is about like the equivalent of the production value of all our movies. So. The KFC,
1: the KF console is a home video game console developed by KFC Gaming and Cooler Master. After its initial announcement in June 2020, it was widely believed to be a hoax until its official reveal in December.
0: its release date is to be announced when i grow up i want to be a guy who makes a kfc gaming console like that's one of my goals in life i need to keep my chicken warm dude i just need to i just need to keep my chicken warm yeah so like on this podcast uh (laughs) i think like what are like my goal for it is to move away from the stuff that like you would typically see me talk about on the uh youtube channel so i mean i'm sure like, I'm sure we'll talk a lot about, like, just passingly cape shit, but we're not going to do episodes that are, like, dedicated to, like, Falcon Winter Soldier or, like, WandaVision or, like, you know, Zack Snyder's Justice League. That will remain on the channel. This podcast, we're just going to talk about ourselves, you know, maybe get a little deep sometimes. Probably not, but, like, probably not very deep. We'll go, like, pretty shallow end. Like kiddie pool. Well, like kiddie pool deep. Maybe we'll go deeper. But, um, and then we're going to talk about other things, like, you know making movies instead of just superhero movies we're gonna talk about making movies we're gonna talk about you know making games well josh can talk about making games it's stressful yeah (laughs) hey ain't life pretty stressful and hopefully we can talk about like you know our processes a little bit you know what i mean like you know i'd love to do like a whole thing dedicated to just chesco flipping through characters for an hour (laughs) like just going insane um and then uh also we'll talk about movies that like you know we think don't get talked about enough like we'll just randomly drop a movie so we could we could we could even do that now is anything you guys watched recently that you or like read or consumed any piece of media or art that made you feel something you know genuine that you'd like to shout out you don't have to go like you know you don't have to pitch the movie to people but you could just be like hey this movie's pretty fucking cool
1: um i don't know if this counts i was since you've been pushing that dc app on uh uh for so long i finally read a uh, long halloween last night
0: oh dude wow hey. this is, like, a big moment
1: <laughs> and uh yeah a lot of those panels when i like flip over to them i use that like cinematic one that where it like chooses yeah. which um panels it takes you to and some of those panels were fire
0: dude did you like the book
1: yeah it's really good don't
0: spoil it because uh chesco didn't finish it yet and john yeah. hasn't read it but wow <laughs> wow that's all i have to say
2: I mean like I'm I'm seriously trying to think I've
0: <laughs> John's like I felt nothing for a long time. <laughs> I guess.
2: <laughs> I recently saw the some somewhat of a recent movie uh, Portrait of a Lady on Fire. I don't know if you've heard of it. Um it's a great uh it's a lesbian romance and I haven't seen like a lot of like those types of movies. It's not Oscar baity at all. It's it's very sincere and um uh, I, I recommend that. It's
0: really fucking good.
3: I don't know. I actually haven't been watching as many movies as I uh, usually do lately. I don't know. I think I've just been more uh out of it. But um I I'm a big theater guy and I <laughs> I always push plays and a play that I've recently read is called uh, The Motherfucker with the Hat. <laughs> and uh, that's the title. And uh it's a uh, great fantastic uh piece of art that I think needs to be appreciated more. Same with anything written by Stephen Adley Guirgis. Give him a little shout out real quick because I, I think he's like one of my favorite authors in the moment.
0: Nice. Look at Chesko sounding so sophisticated. You know, we're shouting out a comic book and like movies and he's like, you know, what there's you this talking? classic play. I liked it when classic Batman play- punched that guy.
3: Classic play was written in 2011. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, let me just reiterate, it's called The
2: Motherfucker with the Hat. No, keep bringing up theater. Bring some culture to this culture. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. to this
0: cultureless fucking world we live in. Dude, what's Brando's quote? He's like, there is no culture in this country. That's like what he says in like an interview about like how film, like like she's trying to act like film's like the the great American like art form. And then he's like, no, there's no such thing. And he's also like, film is just like not an art, <laughs> which is pretty interesting. Pretty radical from arguably, pretty I mean- rad- um one of the
2: like one of if not the greatest actor of all time i mean that guy just has such an interesting life especially in the later halves so, like i think he developed some hot takes <laughs> but good for him
0: dude i think just like the fact that rando says anything i just like have to agree with it kind of about like acting and movie making you know what i'm saying like <laughs> like i can't just i can't tell him he's wrong
2: it's, it's really you can't really tell him he's wrong <laughs> yeah, like, it's i can't maybe someone else could <laughs>
0: Josh Bullock will go up to Marlon Brand. That was great. Yeah. Fuck you. Like, you know what? You're rated <laughs> Overhyped. <laughs> oh, fuck. I like Cliff Booth more. Dude, how far... Do we make it? Hey, that was pretty good. We're 10 minutes in now. 10 minutes. Uh, do you you want to restart yet? Yeah, you, oh, yeah, we'll restart again, guys. Uh, yeah, sorry. we so <laughs> has Alice. to be perfect. We'll, we to be fucking, we'll do like the Fincher of the podcast. We'll yeah. like keep doing it over and over and over again. <laughs> trying to think what I watched. Anything I can recommend. From Dusk Till Dawn was pretty fucking cool. That was uh, a great watch. That, that 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 was very, a very, very fun watch. I don't want to say shit about it though. Don't look it up. Just watch it. Don't look anything up about it. If you don't if you if this is the first time you've heard that movie title, just go watch it.
3: He's right. Yeah.
0: yeah. Oh my god, that sounds horrendous. Jesus fucking Christ. I mean we can we can jump to the Twitter questions now unless like I'm any-
2: sure we'll spend a lot of time talking about that.
0: Yeah, they'll open up stuff. So basically, if you guys want to uh, tweet us questions after we do, um, once you hear this, you know, if we even post this one, you can tweet at the <laughs> Chesco high. doesn't destroy it first. Huh? If he doesn't destroy it first. Yeah, if Chesco doesn't burn this, like, copy. Um, I think it's at High Top Cast, or just search the High Top Cast on Twitter. I don't know the exact ad. I think it's at High Top Cast. Um, tweet us questions there, and then we'll pick the ones that we think can, like, uh, form a a long-form discussion and hopefully we can answer them um, this one you will try to have like a topic I think we'll do this twice a month if I can wrangle these fuckers together um, and we'll try to have like a, a, a broad topic for that episode like whether I think I think the next one I want to do is just talk about the plumber for like an hour so that'll be fun we could do that like all day um, but yeah so cool tweet it, and then I'll read your questions hopefully okay this one comes from Tom at TP Clancy 7 like Tom Clancy it's pretty cool uh, when making low slash no budget films to what extent do you write with any limitations in mind and a- anyone can take start this cuz we could talk about this for a bit <laughs> i mean anyone other than me can start all
2: right so there's two personally so speaking for myself when i sit down to write there's like two kinds of scripts that i write there's the kinds of scripts that i write uh, just for fun to exercise my writing or because I feel like it And there's the kinds of scripts that I write that I actually think we're going to shoot So when we write a, a shooting scripts like necessarily However, it is in the beginning it, it will get pared down to what we can actually pull off So I try to write with limitations in mind when I'm thinking about something we can actually shoot
3: <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, I I, I I do a very similar I think whenever I write I Write out the story that I want to tell no matter what, without any limitations in mind, regardless of if it's something we're going to shoot or if we're not going to shoot it. And most things I write, we're not going to shoot them. So, <laughs> you know, it's all, it's all good. But I think after I decide on if we're going to shoot something, then I'll start bringing it down to something we can actually do, but maintain the story or tr- at least try to maintain the story. And just do it in a cheaper way, or in a way that I, we can actually just do it and not fantasize about it.
0: Yeah, Josh, you have anything you want?
1: To- uh, nothing crazy. Uh, whenever we do eventually like move on to shooting a script, most of them eventually like are pretty self-contained. None of them are too grand or anything. Uh, most of them are stuff we think we can pull off in a
0: house in one house that we can shoot in three different ways if we if we can't shoot it in a garbage can, then we probably just, you know can't make it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. yeah, I mean, that's like my answer, honestly. but uh, no, i I I think I used to be like very beholden to to like writing with the um writing like under the, you know, the assumption that like we have to be able to shoot this. But now I'm just like, Part of the fun is like, I like writing stuff that I think we might be able to do, but then we probably fucking won't, but trying will be fun. You know what I'm saying?
2: Yeah. I think it's better to be, when you're writing, I think it's better to be over ambitious. You know, get, if you have like a crazy concept, just write it. The worst thing that can happen is you don't shoot it. But when you're making a script, it's like so low stakes. Just, I kind of believe, kind of put everything in there that you think you might be able to do. And then you eventually you'll figure out what you can and can't do. But I, I do believe you should be over ambitious
0: yeah rather than um you know just not ambitious at all um okay cool anyone want to anyone want to say anything else any advice to young filmmakers with no budgets period
3: you mean does anybody have any advice for me <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, we'd like some advice
3: <laughs> yeah. please can you send
0: us advice can you please tell us what to do um okay this one comes from hassan hamid on uh twitter um what films have been the most inspiring or influential to you? And I just noticed when reading this tweet that we asked these questions on January
1: 13th.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So um, he asked, what films have been the most inspiring or influential to you? Um, Obviously, I could just do that real quick and be like, yeah, Spider-Man 2, I think the work of Sam Raimi period just as constant inspiration because when he was our age he you know had the balls to just go out into the woods go around quit school beg for money got the money made the movie almost died doing it and didn't like fucking complain about it you know what I'm saying like just kept going you know he could have easily given up or stopped but he like made something that's very unlike like most movies you'll ever see and I think that's very cool because it's the it's it's kind of like the kind of a good follow-up I think to what we just talked about where like obviously they all they had were limitations but he just ended up making it like a gift in the sense that like you know they don't have a dolly or a crane but then they tape a camera to a block of wood and ride on a bike you know what I'm saying and they get a shot that is probably cooler than if they had the crane shot yeah um yeah so I'd say like that his movies in general obviously
2: I think Sam Raimi should be I think any young aspiring filmmaker who knows about Sam and his career should be inspired. I mean, this is a guy who literally dropped out of college, took a huge risk to uh, pursue filmmaking, uh, raised a budget by himself, him and Bruce Campbell, talking to donors, just completely did the legwork, got money for his movie, made the movie, and everything that he did with that first film, Evil Dead, and how good it turned out to be and like how it launched his career is probably the biggest inspiration any filmmaker with nothing can possibly have because he had nothing and he got it all just through himself and you know what you said earlier about uh you know the his limitations i think sometimes limitations you know speaking as a filmmaker we have a like nothing but limitations. Like you think Sam had it bad, we don't have that money, like we, did, we didn't do what he did. But a lot of times limitations kind of make you more creative. Um, I believe that. I think when you can't do anything, you have to find interesting ways to get things done. And I think it probably makes you a better filmmaker in the long run.
0: I think that um, like a little offhand story here, but like um, I was watching like the making of the animated series and every time they got censored, they'd come up with cooler things. Like, if they couldn't, like, show, like, uh, so they, they I think there's a specific thing where they couldn't show, like, Batgirl in this, like, one episode is, like, a fever dream gets, like, kicked off a roof and by the Scarecrow. Um, and then, like, they couldn't show her hitting the car from outside the car. So then the shot was just Jim and Harvey driving. And then, like, her body, like, hits it for, like, one frame. And that was, like, the censored version was, like, the better shot working within the limitations. I think it fits. You know what I'm saying? Like, oftentimes, like, you'll write um, a shot that you think is cool, but then you end up getting a better one because you couldn't do the one that was cool. One that was more meaningful and purposeful. And, uh, it doesn't just have to be movies. I think we can change the question a little bit. If you want to talk about actors, if you want to talk about, you know, a game that has inspired you period or anything it could be literally any kind of thing, period. So Dude,
1: honestly, if you want to talk about games, inspiring me anytime I like watch like triple a games or like any like game in conference, I feel like a hack. Uh, there's so much like cool shit that people are doing. Um, in games and how you make games and like any of the code, uh, a bunch of something I really, I thought was really cool uh, was, I don't know if any of you will understand any of this, but uh, Unreal and Epic games who owns unreal engine just made a software that like, there is working on a software that can generate like realistic human faces. And you can make, they had like a whole trailer where it was just like people of ethnic cities all across the world that you like could pass for real people, almost pass for real people. Um, like talking to you they generate their voice and like everything and i thought it was so fucking cool uh and it made me feel like a hack uh so <laughs> i hope i answered your question there
0: dude wait so did this trailer like did 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 it look better than like the cavil stash cg
1: <laughs> uh yeah but like the cavil stash you had to like remove <clears throat> a stash from someone and then like put their lip back on top of it yeah. that feels like harder to do than just
0: making a face dude i want to look at I'll, i'm gonna look this up as soon as like we take a pee break or i want to watch that trailer um all right all right man your turn <laughs> we've, we've all shared our stories <laughs> you mean
3: my turn yeah yeah oh.
0: you were just staring off there into the distance and i hate like looking at your life flash before your eyes and I... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's just
3: a normal Sunday night. Um,
0: What the fuck was that? Probably like Ace in the background doing something. Uh,
3: Anyway, okay. Anyway, so, um, well, something that inspired me. I I can't speak for games because I really don't know what I'm talking about when it comes to any kind of gaming thing. I'm really uh, ignorant to that stuff. But He's
0: an old man. Okay, I'm not old or anything. I'm
3: he is an
2: old soul, <laughs> as as some people say.
3: Listen, uh, in a bad bag. Okay, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> old as fuck. <laughs> um, well, okay. Well, a movie that inspired me, like I always go back to this movie. It's a uh, true romance. Um, I saw that movie when I was 14 years old. Was the first time, and uh, it just like it really got to me. It really just changed my whole perspective. And I I don't know why even necessarily. I just uh, was really attached to the character, Clarence, uh, played by Christian Slater. And I think I said this uh, before. Well, I guess you guys haven't heard this. But uh, (laughs) um, I think Alabama, Patricia Arquette in that movie was like my first crush. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but it it was, (laughs) or she was. And uh, yeah, so that's a movie that, has always inspired me and then another movie which i I saw much later in life this was after i became an actor was uh one flew over the cuckoos and that's jack nicholson's performance is just uh probably probably my favorite performance of all time and uh, so yeah those are two movies that i'd say inspired me in different ways but the most cool anyone else <laughs>
0: sorry i'm I'm literally just dragging this creaky old thing i'm just like oh yeah um anyone else want to mention anything that inspires them period just like like you watch you watch this director you watch this actor and then you're just like fuck i gotta get to work uh i don't know if there's
1: any like one uh, i guess like the last time i felt like a hack from watching a movie was probably like in the mood for love or hey let's go or like fucking masterpiece dude. yeah it's really fucking good. Uh, I think after that I watched moonlight because Barry Jenkins like loved one car one car why right is his name yeah, yeah yeah okay uh yeah and those two times of last time I felt like a hack from a movie. Josh, I have a
2: question for you about games okay uh how do you feel about like as a as a, a video game programmer like how do you feel about indie games? made by very small teams or even like one person and sometimes like what do you feel about you know are these games are they proof that like a single person can make a worthwhile game uh like some of them have been pretty successful like undertale not not a one-person game but like an example of like an indie game so like how do you feel
1: about stuff like that does that inspire you at all um I don't know, honestly, because uh, there's for every like one, every game that one person like spent three years making, um, there's like a million games that people spend decades making that never like see headlines. Um, it, it is always super cool to see uh, like indie developers get like crazy rich off of one game that just suddenly took off like Undertale. Uh, if you want like a recent example, Among Us blew the fuck up uh, and that was made by literally four people. Um And like they made millions over the summer because everyone was locked down. Um, I don't know if I don't know if I feel inspired by it, but it definitely like I don't know. It makes me feel good knowing that like people can put their heart and soul into like something that takes so much of you because games take a lot to make. And knowing that people can put all of that in and get like such a positive reaction from um, hundreds of people is always like heartwarming to see.
2: Yeah. And I think that it's kind of living proof that like you can make a game that is just incredibly worthwhile and and just like completely an art piece and like lives up to everything that like gaming can be without the industry machine backing you, Mm. which is like, I see it sometimes as like the industry part of it, especially with filmmaking is always a limitation because at the end of the day, you are almost always relying on someone else's money. And there's a negotiation that has to happen between the artistic side and then the people who are providing the money who care about making a profit.
0: Mm. You know what I hate? The word. No, this 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 ties into what we're saying. I promise. The word, like, t- to describe the process of making art as industry, always pisses me off. Like, it's not like it's. I'm not like pissed off that any of us have said it because I say it all the time. But just the fact that it's the film industry, the game industry, like, uh, I don't know. It just feels like it's it's it gross feel, to me it makes like, it feel like yeah. more of a
1: product than yeah. an actual like work or yeah
0: exactly when people call it a product like we finish the product, like yeah. the content
1: it, it, like i guess you and i have two different like di- different definitions like i guess i understand why people call it a product like you work i don't know like you people people spend like skill and time making like a car and that's like something we consider a product
0: um yeah but i wouldn't even call a car a product you know what i mean like it's a car like, I, I, I don't know. I just, I don't, I think I just genuinely don't like the word product. Like, you <laughs> know what I mean? Like, in,
1: <laughs> well, it's hard because, like, like it takes skill and time to make, like, food. I guess that exactly. would be considered a product. Yeah.
2: Well, like, at the end of the day, a film is a product. It is like you put money into it, it gets made, and then at the end of the day, it either makes a profit or it doesn't. And there's always going to be a film industry with actual, like, Warner Brothers. Like, these studios are, are corporations. Let's yeah. be honest. These are, uh, entities who invest money and expect a payout and the industry side of art is always going to be like film is an art and video games are clearly an art it's always going to be at odds with the artistic aspect because art kind of like by its nature is not subject to like these profit motives or things that kind of regulate how industry goes art is kind of beyond that but when you commodify art when you turn it into a product when you have studio films like i said you have to the the industry always takes away from the art but at the end of the day you get what you can
1: out of it i don't know i i there are there are some interesting cases in there cuz like the industry like absolutely can like destroy art and it can destroy people like i've seen it happen um i've read stories about it happening like it's pretty brutal but there are some really weird and interesting games like pt is totally a product of the industry fucking over Hideo Kojima and like forcing him to make what a bunch of people believe. And I, I guess I've been kind of like uh convinced that it is just like a middle finger to um what is it Konami that yeah. like theory you sent me about how he's just like saying, go fuck yourself Konami. I'm going to work for PlayStation for now.
0: Well, I think the reason that PT exists is because he's like, hey, I ain't going to make your product. You know what I mean? Like he, he like even though Death Stranding, like John said, basically is a product in the sense that like it comes out you know, people paid for it, we buy it, then we consume it, then we get done with it, then we forget about it, we were entertained, or we're not, it's a considered a product. But I think that like, the whole PT thing is him being like, fuck me as a product. Like, don't ship my name around as a product. You know what I'm saying? Like, even though it is, but that's just an interesting fucking conversation. I just really hate like, I'm I'm so not a fan of talking about like, shit as if it's like a conveyor belt. You know what I mean? Like,
2: well, let's like, be honest, sometimes movies are.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy.
2: <laughs> all I'm saying is we have a really, really great recent example to bring up in this conversation and that's the Snyder cut. Zack Snyder is by all means an artist. I don't think he is a businessman. I don't think he's motiv- motivated by profit. I don't think he's a capitalist. I think he is a pure artist and there's basically like as we've seen uh, if any of you have like been following this, there's been nothing but conflict between him and Warner brothers. And like, I think that example of like Snyder handling these huge, huge, uh, intellectual properties with this studio who has a lot, a lot of like financial motivation to, to turn these things into big money makers, And we saw a huge conflict between the art and the industry there.
0: Yeah, it's true. You know, the Snyder cut, it all comes back to it today in, uh, Chesco and I were buying alcohol, you know, and in the store, I was like looking on the TV. And I was like, no way. No way. And you know, it was on the TV, Man of Steel. (laughs) Like it was just on the TV in the middle of the store. And then I was like, Oh, look, there it is. But um, yeah, man, we can go on to a different question unless you want to chime in Chesco about like, what was the original question even? I think it was like what inspires us. I don't know how we ended up here. Well, no, John asked you a question about games. Oh, right, right, right. The then, Snyder Cut inspires us is what we're saying.
1: Yeah, basically that's exactly. all we're saying. Zack
2: yeah. Snyder, the inspiration, Alice <laughs> of Gahul.
1: Is my favorite movie. Yeah. <laughs> I love Sucker Punch.
3: I don't have anything to add. I'm good with that. I I mean, I, I fucking, I'm on the same page. I fucking hate the industry standard for any kind of art and all that bullshit, so... Uh, here you go <laughs> oh god did that god creep. damn fucking dude, sweet i, I dude. gotta try to
0: i dude, get it. some wd-40 you, cut this
3: part
2: out. <laughs> you really do. do
0: okay we're back we're back i have another drink in hand i'm about to pass out but uh uh this one comes from jackson it's for our residential uh actor here uh francesco de do you have a process for breaking down scenes if so what works best for you
3: i mean yeah i, I have a process for breaking down scenes i think every actor has a process for breaking down scenes, breaking down scripts, breaking down characters. And um, what works for me is doing everything around the character. That's my um, that's my philosophy when it comes to acting is that you can't you can't start breaking down a scene. you can't break down a well, you can break down a script, but you can't break down a scene until you have understood your character and you felt empathy for your character and you get their motives, their wants, their desires, their flaws. And so doing that that obviously like that comes from breaking down the script and learning everything you need to know about your subject because you have you have to know you have to know you, have to, you have to know all these things these are human beings that you're portraying that you're playing they they they're real people the, these are real real people it's when 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 you're it's a it's a serious thing when you're playing someone the real deal is out there and you don't want the real deal to tell you that you're wrong in what you're doing. So I think that the process for every actor should always revolve around the character. Now, when it comes to actually breaking down the scene, you like like you already have your character down and it's time to shoot something. There are there are specific things that I think that I do that maybe not everybody does and then vice versa. I think that's when the process kind of branches out for the type of actor. And something I do for me is I never really go over the lines until pretty much the last minute uh, because I think that's the least important thing and
0: some people may disagree, but... um, I mean, as someone who, uh, you know, sometimes (laughs) writes the lines, I agree. (laughs) 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 Well,
3: yeah, no, I, I think that every line okay so h- human beings speak in subtext that that's just they no, nobody ever says what they actually mean so every line of dialogue if it's yeah, tell, that well, to tell
0: that to half the fucking screenplays out there <laughs> that everything's subtext and not just overtly screamed
3: well listen every line of dialogue if it's written well should have subtext and i think that the first thing somebody should do is understand what that subtext is understand what they're trying to say if they're saying fuck you are they saying i love you That's a question, and that's something you should have an answer to before you even think about stepping in front of the camera. So I think that is a big one. That's a big part of the process. Um, Understanding, well, I mean, there's always people talk about moment before. That's obviously a technique that is very important. And I think, yeah, I mean, like, I don't, I don't I'm don't, i really getting caught up in what I'm saying here, getting put on the spot here. Yeah, no, 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 no,
0: <laughs> what you're saying is making perfect sense. Right. Like, <laughs> yeah,
3: I don't even know if I'm making sense <laughs> to myself.
0: Well, dude, I, I have a question that uh you said that every character is like a real person, right? Yeah. Well, it has to be if you're doing your job right. Like, if, well, you're, like, if you're speaking the truth. You're going
3: you're to say like, what if they're not like a no, real human being? Human I was going to ask,
0: like, is it harder for you to play something closer to reality? Or is it, is it? I mean, it's easier for you to play something closer to reality, right? Like, um, I don't know. You've done like tons of short films where you are like a regular kind of guy. You know what I mean? Like, this person could exist, right? Yeah. And then you've also, you know, you've 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 dipped your toe into playing Robin. You've played the plumber. You've played like a a crazy fucking psychotic monkey back when you were in high school. What what is more appealing to you? Something that is so grounded in reality, or something that like e- like everything? I think has a truth, right? Yeah. Like. But I think what what is what's more fun for you to play? What is more interesting for you to do? Something that where the truth is close to our truth, like our reality, or something where this character's truth is on Mars. Like this this person's well, like insane. This person's like out there. You know what I mean? Like well, what I, is?
3: Yeah, no, I, I understand what you're saying. Yeah. I think something. I think something that really needs to be considered f- as from an uh, from an actor. Something an actor should consider when they first start working on a character from a script is understand the rules of the world of that script. And the rules of that world of that script might not be the rules of our world. So if it fits within that reality, that's what you're gonna be abiding by. Now, for me, I think playing a character that does not come from our reality is most fun. Yeah. Because you get to do whatever the hell you want. And in some cases, you can't be wrong. You can't play a character that is not from this world and have somebody from this world tell you that you're wrong.
0: I mean, they will tell you that well, you're wrong. Sure, like... they'll
3: tell me that, that I'm wrong, but you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. So I think that it's more fun, for sure. But when I mean that the real deal is out there, is I that it, I mean you said every character has some sort of truth. Yeah. So they all have some sort of humanity that is human because it's written by humans. It's being consumed, as we like said before, by human beings, and so you have to empathize, which is a human feeling. So. Obviously, there's going to be parts of humanity into that character. And those are the things that you need to understand. If you're playing, I don't know, an an addict that is in a world where the world itself is not our reality, the reality of somebody being an addict is very real. Yeah, And you can't play an addict... A way that an addict a real addict would be like that's not how it is it's
0: bullshit yeah because be like, then yeah. you're
3: you're i, I think it, that that's the most disrespectful thing you could do it's it's i i think it, that's downright just like disgusting to me yeah yeah no i <laughs> like <laughs> no dude i, I, I
0: wholeheartedly <laughs> agree i think it's like even i think even from like a, yeah, I mean i want to hear what you two have to say about this john and josh but uh i'll shut up after this but i think even from like a, a filmmaking standpoint not just the you know not just the acting part like if you're portraying something like if you're doing something that's filled with grief or it's about loneliness and it's like ingenuine that's when people hate your shit you know what I mean? Disingenuous. That's when people hate your shit. When you're making something that isn't the truth, but you're pretending it is. That's when people are like they they can't grab onto it. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. And that that I think is insulting and it is like why why are you making something that you like that you aren't putting the work in to understand the truth. You know what I mean? Like even if you even if you've never you know been addicted to anything in your life. You can at least do everything in your power to understand addiction, you know, using you that You can example.
3: do every little bit of research. You can talk to people. Yes. You can figure something out. You can try to understand what it feels like and put that effort into it. You don't just go and play it however you think it should be played if you don't know anything about it. Yeah. You have to know your subject. You have to know your character.
0: Yeah, and that's, that's like that. I, 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 I fully agree. I fully agree. But what do you what do you two fuckers think?
2: Um, like kind of like based on that, I have kind of a question. Like, do you think the actor has a moral responsibility since you are acting in something that is meant to be displayed, like something public? Like, if you were gonna act in a movie that was gonna be seen by everyone in America, do you think you have a moral responsibility to be truthful and to represent your character in a truthful way, uh, in such a way that like you don't want People to see you and to latch on to something that is fake or you you don't want to misrepresent a a genuine reality Like how much of how much of a responsibility does an actor have? I I think a
3: hundred thousand percent That you have a responsibility when you sign to do something when you sign up to do something like that Especially like again what we're saying if the character that you are playing is a real person a real human being not like necessarily a real person but somebody that could be the the a real human you definitely have a responsibility especially when there's people seeing you that talking about all of america like i I don't think people understand until they're in the position where they're making something what kind of impact you have on on human humanity human beings when you're making art that other people are going to see and be affected by it like that can literally change somebody's life yeah
2: exactly and so I think you you have a responsibility you could kill somebody but you could also save their lives and you could give someone I think you could give someone like a completely warped perspective like a fantasy like version of the world where where everything is kind of fake everything is kind of saccharine everything is kind of like for you or you could deliver art that is real that is hard-hitting and that's potent And that gives you a better sense of the world around you and like the difference between that is pretty huge
3: Yes, I, I think in, in my book is if you're an actor and your performance is fake it's put on it's whatever you just phone it in uh, Well, first of all, I hate you ready,
0: <laughs> ready? <laughs> wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Cheers to that <laughs> <laughs>
3: um, but also i I think that that's just it it's it, it like you said it's insulting it's a it's wrong and it's it
1: uh oh, it's just fucking gross so wait man. I have a question for you too <laughs> i think from this like conversation so like what so you're talking about like you're dis you're being disloyal to the truth of the character um what if that character what if the truth of that character is different for someone else like you like uh someone say like a movie that uh someone absolutely like adores this character's performance and I can't think of like anything. Uh, so uh, what about like um, uh, uh, you know never mind I'm not going to get into it I know exactly where (laughs) you're going with that I'm not going to get into it but so what about what if (laughs) what if there's like what if someone has a performance that they really really like but you feel is like absolutely being disloyal to the character, and that's not like even if it's like a pre-established character, like if there's like an addict, and you think they played that addict completely wrong.
0: Al Pacino in *Scent of a Woman*, right? You think yeah. the way he plays a blind man is like completely phony, right? Like that's how you like.
3: No, oh, I, I think that Al Pacino in *Scent of a Woman* plays a blind man. Like, uh, just focus too much on playing a blind man,
0: and not oh, it's and, everything and, else and, that and you everything. Didn't yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so are you asking him like if someone actually like? Like adored Pacino's performance in that. Like, I mean, he won the Oscar, so. You no,
3: know. yeah, well, well, I'm not. I'm not a guy that can sit here and criticize Pacino's performance.
0: <laughs> but what I'm saying is, like, Josh is bringing up an interesting point where I think he's saying, like, what if someone else perceived the truth in that performance that you think is like, you know, completely just not the truth? You know, that's an interesting thing. Like, the idea of the truth is a subjective one. Like someone, someone's like whole. What were you gonna say? What I think you're gonna say? Just say it. Just fucking say it. Who cares? Just dude,
1: say. Dude, I, I I was gonna say like Man of Steel or like Cavill.
0: That's I knew it. I knew it. I was like, he's gonna do it. He's gonna fucking do it. I
1: didn't I didn't want to bring it up. I didn't want to start that fire.
0: Yeah, 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 Okay, they they're already here. We we've already lost it. <laughs> but what he's saying basically is like, uh, any 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 character that you like, someone watches and they like could write a beautiful essay about that. And dude. I mean, I can actually just use that as an example. Like, I obviously am not a huge Cavill Superman fan. I don't think any of us in this room are. But I, someone tweeted me and was like, I completely disagree with you because, like, I think everything he does, I related to super hard as an immigrant who's, who, like, feels, like, repressed and silent. Just like how Cavill kind of plays Superman as, like, a stoic silent guy, which I, like, fundamentally, of course, doesn't connect with me, you know, but if it connects with someone else, is that a truth still? That's, like, an interesting conversation. Yeah, Josh throwing the wrench in the machine right here.
3: No, I mean that's like definitely an interesting question. Uh for then now now we're getting to the question of like what is the truth?
0: Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> Yeah, I
3: really opened up
1: a can of worms here. Yeah. So On
0: episode one, we discover what the truth is.
1: <laughs> I think like
2: what it comes down to is that as an actor, you're given a character and all you want to do is bring the emotional truth of that character to the screen. So like if, if Henry Cavill in Man of Steel is uh, an immigrant who comes from another planet and he's feeling very alienated and he's very stoic and he's quiet, there can be, like, very like a lot of complex emotions going on in, in that character's head. And, like, he doesn't have to conform to, like, the typical comic booky Superman. But, like, what I guess what I'm saying is, like, whatever a character is supposed to be feeling, you have to, like... Make the audience understand that you are feeling that and the emotional truth has to be there It can never feel like a performance and it can never feel uh, Like preachy or like you're trying to make a point like it just has to be real And I think it's perfectly fine if anyone can take like any interpretation from any character as long as that character is as I I guess like as long as the actor is Portraying that in a way that the emotions are real you can interpret it any way you
3: want well that that that's I think like the The best way to put it is that the interpretation is subjective, but the feeling has to be
2: true to
3: whatever that interpretation is. So if I interpreted something some way, and this is the way I want to portray it, then I better feel that way. And if you're going to do it in a different way, then you better feel the way that you feel. But but you have to feel something, and you have to show that you're
1: feeling it. Okay, so do you have an uh, do you have an example where you think an actor absolutely like failed in that respect? besides call out an actor that like failed what a
3: performance speaking (laughs) of men of steel
0: (laughs) oh god we're done we're done I mean you don't have to. Yeah, if I you guess want to you don't stay have classes. to. I don't wanna know if like, I
1: have something off the top of my head. I don't know. Maybe you can be like an old actor or something, maybe.
0: Someone who's dead so you don't feel bad about it later.
3: Like, you know what I mean? Like, so you want me to start thinking about actors from like the sixties All right, all right, all right, all right. Well, I'm sure I'm
0: sure the vast
2: majority of performances I think like the ultimate truth is like what the actor strives for, but it's probably very hard to like get to that point. Yeah. I'm sure most performances aren't that true. I think when that kind of truth exists, like audiences recognize it. And those are the performances that are that are held up and that those are the ones that are remembered
0: well so i i think there's the big thing where it's like you can totally i think you can totally answer that like with whoever you want because like you don't know if it's their fault. Their fault, quote unquote. Movies are like these giant fucking things. You know what I mean? It could be the fact they use the worst take, the least truthful take. It could be the fact the director directed him so wrong.
3: Uh, directed he or she well, so... Well, I have like takes about that. It's the actor's fault. Well, I know you think that. What. As an
0: actor, you're like, they should no matter what turn in the good... Like the. Well, to,
3: they, like I don't know. In, I don't think there's any such thing as like using the wrong take because every take should be at that level. Yeah, and level. I... I, I, I and then, like the direct directing, like directing bad. I mean, there's obviously bad and there's good directing, but I don't think that that like has, should dictate an actor's performance from being good or bad. Yeah. I think like the directing can enhance a performance that is already good, but I don't think that it makes a performance that would have been good if it would have been directed differently bad.
0: Yeah, if the that directing makes sense. is bad, that makes because sense. because
3: the actor like that cameras on them. Yeah, and they're the ones feeling it. So if they are feeling it, then it. See that's the thing in my book if the actor's feeling it it's a good performance. I yeah. might not even have to like it.
1: I don't know if like I guess but like if you're if you're David Fincher and you have your actors do like 700 takes for one scene. You better
3: each, be ready to do 700
1: no, takes. No, I'm not one saying scene. that like that actor could like <laughs> absolutely Okay, okay. Then what if they use like the worst take? Like the actor's like I don't like that take. Please don't use it. But they use it anyway. I mean I'm sure that
3: there's there a bad take. Yeah, I'm sure there's situations okay. where one take is I worse guess I'm than like the a other. Advocate. No, I mean I'm, I'm sure there are there, are, there are, of course there's situations where one take is worse than another take, or uh, where a performance in this in this yeah, in this take is worse. Yeah. But I I think the consistency should be there throughout it all. That it yeah. doesn't that if you use one bad take. It doesn't
2: cripple an entire performance.
0: All it takes is one bad yeah. take. Yeah, I was r- just <laughs> thinking about that.
2: Well, um, I, we want to move on, I'm sure, but like, I know that, uh, Chesco, you're really hard on actors. And like, I get, like, from my perspective, like, I think sometimes it's okay, like, an actor can come to set um, with a certain performance, like, in the bag, but then sometimes it takes maybe like 10 takes, literally, to. Get all the stuff out that isn't good and then you get to the the real truth after take 10 like I don't think every actor Can come to set like pretty raw just from doing character work and deliver like the 10 out of 10 Like this is this is the one on the first roll. Yeah,
3: well that that that's true Like I think the first take is always rough for anybody is what I'd feel like but some people do one take and that's it that's and all, there, there that's is like that's like, all
2: they need. There is also <laughs> theater to completely contradict that where yeah. <laughs> everything is done in one take. but
0: i I what was I gonna say? I, I was just gonna say like it's also interesting because like sometimes you like want the take with the least truth, you know, that could be beneficial to the character and movie if that makes sense. Like what I'm saying is like, um, perfect example, which we'll get into this way later. later, I mean fucking next week. Uh, plumber right I thought the take of mother was mother was a plumber which is a meme because we shot that like nine different fucking times with like a hundred different takes um I thought our issues with a lot of them were that it was too truthful you know what I mean it was too vulnerable it was too honest it was too like there and we ended up all agreeing for the most part all agreeing that the take that we should use is the one that is like the mix of that, where there is that vulnerability, but he also hides his truth. You know what I'm saying? So I think it's interesting because, like, it's just like, because that, if that scene was later in the movie, maybe we would have used the one where the truth was unfolded. But is,
3: isn't the character. Of- showing their truth and then showing a glimpse of their truth and then hiding their truth yes. isn't that the truth isn't that the truth the isn't truth it's well, all it's, the truth all right? it comes down to like yeah exactly like what do we <laughs> like, mean by the
2: truth when we're talking about a performance like if a character spends an entire movie being self-delusional and like completely hiding who they really are like that behavior is still truthful to yeah. them yeah i think that's all that matters when it comes to like the truth in acting
0: yeah fuck the truth yeah all right well, that's gotta, a wrap i gotta take a pee
2: break so bad
0: okay we can pause we can we pause. we probably uh yeah so we we take a lot of pee breaks because collectively our bladder is the size of a walnut you know what i mean yeah um so yeah i i think it's like this whole thing is super fucking interesting to me because like would you guys agree that movies are empathy machines like is there is there purpose in a way
1: well they're supposed to make you feel Well, uh, uh, optimally they're supposed to make you feel something
0: yeah what i'm saying is like you you have to have empathy for someone in that movie otherwise why are you watching right like anyone you don't have to like them i'm saying you have to understand them you know what i mean like i don't think go ahead
2: what i was gonna say i think all narrative art that features like characters always have to invite empathy as in like if you're portraying if you're making a film like about a, a person about a character and you're portraying their life like i think just getting intimate with like the like another character another person i think we naturally empathize and and connect with them in that way and so yeah i kind of agree like i think films are empathy machines i think
0: someone way smarter than me said that i don't know who it was though i should probably google that at some i feel
2: point. like it might have been roger ebert was it roger ebert about it sounds empathy. about right like um so i feel like maybe some critics said that but I, I completely agree i think when when we see characters portrayed in like an artistic way if it's even in a novel or in movies like the art, the the craft, gets to our emotions, and we, we are. If the film works, we can't help but empathize with the character. So I completely agree with that statement.
0: Yeah. So uh, my last question, which uh, comes from me, you know, I think that art isn't. And I talked a little bit about this with uh, Loverboy Media Bailey, but you'll never see that podcast. I don't know where it went. It's in a vault. But um, like this one's gonna go as soon as I click stop, and chess goes like it's gone. You got to delete it. Um. <laughs> At least the Bailey cut. Um, my question is like, if if do you do you think like the the self destructive tendencies of art, of art, are uh, are worth it in the end? You know what I mean? Like going through it, everyone like like just just the idea of like making anything and putting yourself out there for people to to judge like a piece of meat is like insanely toxic, you know what I'm saying? Like just just every aspect of the process, the way it's made, the money elements behind it, like the compromise, like all of it is like beautiful, so fucking beautiful, but it's also just like so goddamn like, you know, self-destructive in a way to even want to do that. Would you say it's worth it, and at what point do you think it's not worth it? And Josh, you can you can bring in games to this man because like the games industry is like even I would say that gamers are way fucking more entitled than film fans, and film fans are some of the most entitled fucking people on the planet. So like, dude, I think games. Like, I think game games like run the game
1: industry uh, like runs through its employees. I like, think faster than film does. Uh, yeah, for sure. The average. Uh, like time span someone spends in like the triple A, which is like the biggest big games of like Ratchet and Clank or uh, God of War or whatever. Uh, they usually only last like six years before they're like, I can't do this anymore and do something else. Um, is it been, worth
0: it? Would it be worth it to you
1: if I had like a pa- well, like I don't know, if, like I hear, if I if I have like the worst of the worst, which is like having a panic attack under my desk after yes. I wake up there after on the third day.
0: Worth it? Yes or no if you were working on if you were directing a game that was like your ultimate passion project and you you did it but you were working with people that were talented but they they, but the stress of it literally caused you have a panic attack day three uh
1: i'd say if it was if it was only me i'd say it's worth it but i don't think it's worth putting an entire team of like hundreds of people through that just for one single product i don't think it's worth it if it was just my suffering then i would i would deal with it (laughs) If, it, if it's like my whole, if everyone on my team is like having panic attacks and like we, none of us are having like sleep, we can't see our families because we have to work on this. Otherwise we're fucked. Then I don't think it's worth it.
0: Interesting. Johnny, Cheska.
1: I think it, I mean, yeah, like creating art
2: in any of these circumstances, be it video games or movies is like one of the probably craziest things you can ever try to do for like your own mental health. It's like you might as well just throw yourself into the goddamn dumpster. Health? Uh, question mark. Health? What does that mean? Um, <laughs> but, like, I think it has to be. Like, if it isn't, art just can't exist. Like, art is always hard to make. Like, you always have to, like, kind of come at it putting yourself into it, putting your emotions into it. And um, it's funny, because games and movies are both, like, extremely collaborative and kind of driven by, like, a single creative entity. Like, you have a game director, you have a movie director, and you have people who work under them, and everyone experiences stress. And I would hope that, like it's it's kind of worth it for everyone like ideally it's a collaboration and everyone involved really really believes in like the final product so like whatever like pain and suffering you go through i think like if the if i had if i answered no if i said it wasn't worth it i wouldn't be a filmmaker honestly. is
0: that is that what you think yeah yeah no i i think uh, I i only ask this because i think it's like I think there's I think if you went to like plenty of like filmmakers who no longer like make movies right now. You know what I'm saying? Like just in general who like are retired or just tried to do it and like busted their ass off trying to do it but we don't know their names. Like how many of those are there? Like millions, tens of like hundreds of millions, you know? Yeah. But like I can't really say that like if they chose like like you said Josh, like game people go for like 6 years in the industry in the in- industry and then they bail from it, right? Um, they go to do something else. Like, I can't fucking blame them. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, I
1: like. It's shitty pay, shitty work, and you work with shitty
0: people. Or you work for shitty people most of the time. Yeah, I mean, I think, like, most of the time. But in general, it's like, I, I would never blame anyone for being like, I'll see ya. You know what I mean? Like, I'm out. Because I think that even just from our little limited, 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 limited experience, like not healthy like i think all of us are like when we're making shit i swear to god it's like all of us either lose weight gain weight aren't sleeping or sleeping too much like you know what i'm saying it's never something that like i think that you can because you can't do anything other than that if you're doing it right oh
2: yeah you have to sacrifice if you're making a movie you have to like everything has to go into it like your physical health like your sleep everything about it like your life goes into the movie and i don't know if that's even a conscious decision, decision i think that like People who end up making movies are
0: the kind of people who would be willing to do that. So you have have to be pretty fucking like, you know, off the wall to, (laughs) to even like consider, willingly consider doing that and calling it a dream. Exactly. It's pretty, it's just, I just think it's like absurd, but it's great. What, what's your opinion, Cheska? I bet you're going to say something that's going to make me laugh. You're going to say something like, I know, you're going to get me on this I, one.
3: No, I, I mean, I have takes, but I'm not going to I'm not gonna say any, any of that right now. Um, they're not good for when the mic is on, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I, and just, that's what I'll say. I don't want to get canceled before I'm even written. But yeah. um, what I'll say is, I mean, I completely agree with like what John said, what you said. I think it's completely worth it. I think it's 100% worth it. I mean, I have to say that also because I'm doing it. If it weren't worth it, I wouldn't be doing it just like you said yeah but do i think you have to be one crazy motherfucker to do what we're doing yes i mean an, an actor what is that like you you, <laughs> you you choose make the conscious choice to study another human being and try
2: to live as them what the fuck like, <laughs> that's like if you weren't getting paid for it, you'd be sent to like the mental institution. Yes, that's like something people get locked up for. Know, it's
3: but true, now yes. we're doing it and we're putting it on this high pedestal and we're putting it on screens and people are winning awards for it. Yeah. But I think that if I was doing that in the middle of the street, they, 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 they'd they lock me up.
0: It's like this. It's it, I think it's just like fucking exactly, dude. It's like if, if you were doing what you did in Plumber just and oh, not for just a movie.
3: around just uh, a,
0: yeah just around town uh,
3: just around the street yeah yeah i'd be gone yeah i know
0: <laughs> that's that's like super i i don't i, I also want to bring it back to like this like thing where it's like we do all this in hope of making an empathy machine right which was ebert did i say that already it was Ebert. yeah yeah um to to do we do all this in hope of like you know having an empathetic character you know like using the the visual language to convey emotion right With people, and not to go full Joker mode, but people (laughs) in a society that actively neglects and shuns emotional vulnerability. People don't want things that are so vulnerable and true. They would net like, you don't walk into a place, right, and try to make someone cry. But yet we self-destruct in order to try and get someone to cry or be jumped or, I mean, be scared or like, you know what I mean? Or like fall in love with the character. People don't walk into things wanting to do that. Like maybe they do deep down, but they don't like would never just go up to like most people. You don't go somewhere. Right. And I'm not going to walk up to you right now and be like, I'm going to make you fucking cry. But that's the job of an artist. But I also
3: think that it's because people don't walk into a place and say, please cry. Yeah. Like they yeah. also don't ask somebody they they they're not like oh I'll I'll hear you out. Yeah. cry. And, yeah. and, and and I'm here for you. That's not like I mean the the the, the maybe a human nature but that's something we shun.
0: Yeah, we shun it exactly. I think everyone longs to feel, right? And I think that people go to see movies so that they can feel. They, they may not even know that. Yeah. But the reason that I think the big movies are the big movies, like Marvel, comic book shit, is because like, people can go and see familiar friends from their childhood. And then hopefully that can make them feel like, you know what I'm saying? The biggest movies, like fucking Batman's a friend. Spider-Man's a friend. Do you know what I'm saying? Fucking to me, Martin Scorsese's a friend. Never met him. But you know what I mean? see anything that guy does just because I feel like I would want to feel with him. I feel safe feeling with him, you know? Well, and- not to
2: sound too pretentious, but like this kind of, to me, that's like the entire function of art. Like you go to experience art. Maybe you learn something, but mostly it's to have something something like affect your brain in such a way that you just like you get triggered like with emotions yeah and you go to see a movie that makes you laugh and that's worthwhile just to laugh or it can even be worthwhile just to cry i don't know why we seek out like these emotional experiences but i think it's definitely worth it and you really don't get it anywhere else in in such a a packaged way to experience something for the pure effect of feeling emotion
0: yeah and i I think that's like a perfect way to put it, like in general, like a nice packaged up, you know, form of self-expression with the purpose of the lights go down. Well, since movie theaters, you know, since, you know, the only thing you can see at the fucking movie theaters, Kong v. Godzilla, But like the, the lights go down on your TV. You know, you turn off the lights in the TV room, you sit back. You know, and you watch a three hour movie called The Irishman and you sit back and by the end of that, hopefully you felt something, yeah. you know, and like you, you clicked on that to feel something. But I, I just think that's a whole topic. I'll shut the fuck up and we can end this. I don't know. It's just weird because no one no one openly is like I'm purchasing a ticket to feel something. No one would ever say that.
2: You could say, like, to support your argument, you could say that, like, the most overtly emotional movies are sometimes, like, the least popular. Like, Kong v. Godzilla, I'm pretty sure is, like, the highest grossing movie of the year or something. Um, I think the movies that really make you feel something, especially unpleasant emotions, like big tragedies or, like, movies without happy endings or movies that are really, really tough to, like, confront and, like, hard to watch, those movies are not the ones that, like, draw tickets. No, ever. Yeah. yeah,
0: that's probably why. Yeah, that's depressing a little bit. But, you know, uh, this has been the High Top Cast. I think uh, if anyone else wants to hop in and say anything. Where art is completely self-destructive but 100% worth it, that's yeah, our cast. Yeah, that's, yeah. I think that's, what we're that's a to. little bit depressing, I think, is our tagline. Yeah, that's. <laughs> that should be just the, the a bunch of self-destructive fuckheads should be like a little like, fucking tagline. Uh, no, but this has been fun. You can follow the High Top Cast at the High Top Cast. All of you plug your social media. John, even you.
1: God. <laughs> Josh, you go first. Uh, don't follow me. I don't exist.
2: Yeah, I'm not on social media. I don't believe in that. I'm on social
3: media, but I don't know if I remember my names. I don't either.
0: Okay, hold on. Fuck this. <laughs> all right, guys. Thanks for tuning in with a bunch of self-destructive a-holes. Uh, you can follow us all if, you, if you'd if you like. You don't have to. Uh, I'm at High Top Films on Twitter. I'm at the Alex Hunter on Instagram. Follow the podcast at High Top Cast, I believe. And then you, you, you goons. Uh, you can
1: follow me, Josh, at JoshuaB1720. Uh, follow
2: me on Twitter if you're so inclined, at High Top Johnny. I never tweet, but give me the follow. <laughs> well, you can follow me on Twitter. It's Fra Di Maio, underscore, in between the Fra and the
3: Di Maio, and the Di Maio is spelled D-I-M-A-I-O for every uh, non-Italian speaker out there.
0: It's probably, Probably the bulk of the... the the audience i'd say oh it's probably uh, like
3: one yeah i'm sure there is one hit me up you know (laughs) we'll have a nice conversation please (laughs) (laughs) yeah honestly please i need friends Um, don't we all yeah
0: all right so we're good yeah bye see ya thanks for tuning in goodbye